Amen. Thanks so much. Well, good morning, everybody. I believe we got a fresh message from the Lord today. Everybody ready for a little tune-up? Yeah, you got your lawnmower out and everything this year. You had to maybe do a little tune-up on it, on your weed whacker, things like that, right? Maybe your car every now and then. Well, we're no different. We need a little bit of a tuning up every now and then. And the way we do that is we open up the Word of God and let Him do the work on our hearts. Amen. So I pray that today uh, that we're encouraged as we spend some time focusing on what the Lord has for us and, and what He desires to do in us. So that he can work through us. Everybody ready for that? Okay, I'm glad both of you are ready for that. Everybody ready for that? Oh, yeah. yeah, I need y'all up here, man. Root me on a little bit here. Come on, let's do it. Well, I tell you what, the title today uh, that I selected is called What's, What's the Point? That's what Tanya will share with you. And on the surface, it might sound like I'm asking, well, what does it matter? You know? And and But that's not really where I'm going with this thing. But while we're there, let's go ahead and talk about it just for a second. You know, a lot of times we think, you ever ask that question, man, what difference can I make? I want you to hold on to that in the back of your mind as we walk through the service today. What difference can I make? And, you know, and, and so many times we think, man, I, I just can't make a difference. But as we pondered that today, I thought, you know, let's take a look at the life of John the Baptist. OK, I'm going to read this scripture. We're in John chapter 10 and I'm going to jump right in here. It's only a couple verses and I'll rewind a little bit and get going here. And it says. And many followed him. They're talking about many followed Jesus, right? <clears throat> and so John didn't uh, perform miraculous signs. They remarked to one another. But everything he said, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, a <clears throat> little, little horse here. But everything he said about the man has come true. And many who were there believed in Jesus. So look at this. I asked a lot of people that maybe don't even go to church this week. I said, you know who John the Baptist is? They go, yeah. That's guy got his head cut off, but he baptized Jesus, right? Yeah, they'll know the story, right? Now, isn't that amazing that they say, you know, John didn't do any miraculous signs, but what he said about this man, what he said about Jesus, every word he said is true. Did God use him in a mighty way? Absolutely. Prepared him, prepared, used him to prepare the way out of his obedience. And, you know, so we look at this. And, and so as we go through this, you know, John didn't have a big church. Matter of fact, I don't think he had a church. He was out in the wilderness, amen? If we look back through uh, uh, Isaiah, it talked about that he would be coming, and even in uh, Malachi, and also John's mentioned in Acts as well. But you look at this thing here, and I said, you know, John didn't have a, a real feel-good message for everybody. Repent, turn! You know? But people were coming way out in the wilderness to hear what he had to say. Because you know what? He was obedient to what God had given him to do, Amen? Sometimes God will give you a task and it might not be all fluffy and nice. Amen. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Sometimes it might be standing up for things that, you know, everybody else is sitting down for. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what. He finished big. I'm going to, I got some other scriptures there too. I'm going to put Miss Tanya to work here in a minute. She don't know that. But anyway, I'm going to have to flip it through that Bible. So I thought about it. I said, I mean, you know, you know, here, here God used him in a mighty way to prepare the way. And I said, people still know about him today, you know, and, and all these things going on. I mean, I'm sure that John could have picked an easier path, but it wouldn't have been obedient to the Lord. Amen. See, sometimes we're we're tempted to take the easy way. Amen. The shortcut. But I've mentioned this many times I found in my life. Usually shortcuts usually turn out in shortcomings. Amen. Because there's things on the long way home that God's going to teach you that maybe he can't teach you any other way. Amen. I, I tell you, you know, we'd like to say amen on that. But sometimes we go, oh, no, <laughs> oh, me. But you know what? When we get to the, that point, when we come through the other side, we know that that was the best path for us. 
And, you know, I've, I've had people go through different things and, and share things with me. And they go, man, I go, well, what would you have done different? What would you have done different, you know, maybe on the side? And most of the time they say, well, you know, the lessons that I've learned through some of this, this tough stuff are, are so valuable. I don't really know if I would change that. You know, I think if there was mistakes and stuff that we just, wow, probably shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done that. But through those things, can God still work a miracle? Can he work things all together for the good? Absolutely. So I want to take a look at that today. So, you know, here we go. Here's John the Baptist. He's out there. He's got this, uh, you know, camel skin boxers on, you know, eating locusts and stuff. You know, how many people you think, man, I think I want to go into preaching after that, right? Probably not a whole bunch, right? But he was still doing what God had set him to do and making a difference. And to be able to be that voice in the wilderness that says, make, path, make the path clear for the Messiah. Man, what an introduction. Isn't that amazing? So, you know, God still has the same calling on our life, doesn't he? To pass on the good news, to tell people that Jesus is coming back, amen? He was ushering them in. We tell them, hey, he's coming back. And it's going to be amazing, amen? So that's what I want us to look at today. Pointing people to Jesus. Pointing people to Jesus. I love that. Unfortunately, what happens many times is this. We tend to point to everything else and everybody else, even ourselves, instead of Jesus, Amen? Ah, now you're going to see where I'm going with this. Everybody doing good? Say amen. So let's take a little, little, little time here and cut through the message. My first point here, I want to make sure you got your notes out because I believe there's some things we can write down. A lot of times we, we find ourselves pointing to others, right? We ever do this? The blame game. I'm going to get it here in a minute there. The blame game. And I thought, man, that's the oldest trick in the book. The devil loves that, doesn't he? I mean, he started it out way in the garden. Amen. Let's take a look at a little scripture there to pull in. All right, here at Genesis 3. And he says, have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? This is God talking to Adam. So the man, Adam, said, the woman Eve you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Who's he pointing to now? Right? Yeah. But also, he's also he said, well, it's the woman you gave me. You're not going to win on that argument. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, man, isn't that something? What happened? Uh, Thomas did it. Jesse did it. Denise did it. Leave somebody out, didn't I? <laughs> so we love to point to others, right? So let's keep on going. Take a look at this. Then it keeps on going. What happens next? Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman Eve said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Not me. Not me. It's always somebody else. It's always somebody else. And I think that's what, what happens so many times that we just want to point the blame to somebody else. But you know what? Let's keep on going. I said another note. I said we sometimes point to others saying, boy, if I just had this or I had that, if I, if I only had the troubles that Mike had, I wouldn't have any trouble. I mean, if I was just living easy like Mitchell here, man, I'd be living large, right? You know? Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, and when we're pointing to blaming and everything else, then we're also trying to, to look at other people's lives and say, man, you don't have any problems. You know, if you, you just don't know what I'm going through and all that stuff. But, but we're missing the point. Because as we're doing all that stuff, we're edging out the time that we could be with God and God could be doing some cultivating in our heart. Amen. Let's keep on looking here. I said, uh, I said, read this part. This is a good thing for me to get back on my notes. I said, I said, one, uh, on another note, we sometimes point to others and say, if I had this and had this, I, my troubles be over. I said, but see, God didn't create you to be like somebody else. He created you to be you. And it feel good. Just go ahead. Because now I know in families, they say, well, why don't you be like your brother? Why don't you be like your sister? 
I don't think my dad said that to my sister about me. <laughs> say, why don't you be like your brother? I'll tell you what he did say. He said, why don't you be your own man? Amen? Why don't you be your own man? Now, I think a lot of terms, that's, that's, that's a good word. But you still got to have a role model. Amen? And I'm going to tell you what. The role model is Jesus. The role model is always Jesus. Look to the Lord and allow God to work in you and through you to express the characters, characteristics and the special gifting that he has in you to be all you can be. Amen. See, that's good. That's what's going to really shine the light. When you are who you are in Christ, you're going to see just how things continue to just be molded around you and the power works through you. Amen. Well, let's keep on going here. That's what I was looking at here. I said, even going back to John, John uh, the Baptist, the disciples there were saying at one point, I'll read this in John 3, 3. I don't have it up here. He says, uh, you know, they're going over here. They're comparing. They get back with, with John. And they say, hey, that guy you, you uh, baptized a few weeks back. Everybody's going over there to his disciples and they're, they're baptizing more than we are. No competition. Do we get a little competition? We can't sometimes because sometimes if you go somewhere, if you have a church or your pastor, you play somewhere or whatever like that. They'll say, what church do you go to? And then they want to know how many people are there. I said, just enough, but we got more room. Amen. You know, he says they want to size you up by the congregation. Right. I want to know how many lives are getting changed. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know? Do you know how much lives are changing through what you guys are doing here? It's amazing. Just hold on to the end. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. Don't let size fool you. What, are they, what is that all saying? What's that? Good isn't always better. I'll go with that, Chuck. That's why Chuck's on the front row. Good isn't always, always better. That's for sure, man. I mean, big isn't always better. It has got to be the cold medicine. Y'all just love me through it, all right? I'm having a difficult time here. Between chewing gum and, and uh, Miss Debbie, what'd you give me? <laughs> Cough drops. I'm hanging in there, man. We're going to be all right. But let's get back to John the Baptist. This is what he says in John 3, 3. He says, they're talking about the disciples going over there and they're comparing everybody. And he says this, he says, he must become greater. I must become less. He says, hey, you know what? Let God be God. What am I going to do? Let me get out of the way here. And I said, now I want you all to hear this. This doesn't mean John just became worthless. Well, they don't need me no more. He said, no, I, I, he's putting God in his proper spot. He's allowing God to do what God does. We're not trying to block anything like that. We're not trying to run a race with the church down the street or the person over here that's reading their Bible or this and that. And everything. Be you and let God work through you in the way that God's created you. Does that make sense? So this is the whole thing. I said, this doesn't mean that he's worthless. It, what it meant was he gave God the proper place in his life. I will promise you this. When we give God the proper place in our life, we always rise. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it works all the time. So is the Lord taking a proper place in your life? Oh, it's quiet there, doesn't it? Is he the priority in your life, in your decision making, in all these things? Or is it still all about you? Quiet. Let's go to the next one. Amen. So what else do we do? Pointing to ourselves a little bit. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Look at me. When your kids are smaller, they get on that, they get on that swing. Look at me. Look at me. And you turn and they say, you're not looking at me. You're not looking at me. Well, most of the time, your mom and dad are scared that you're going to break something. They go, I don't even want to see this. You know, how many parents, right? As you get older and your kids tell you stuff that they did, you're glad you didn't know. Amen. Yeah, I still got a few things I'm not sharing. 
That's for sure. But take a look at this. We can sometimes get so self-centered, can't we? We just get consumed with ourselves sometimes. And what happens then? We usually get overwhelmed. We usually get overwhelmed, right? Have you ever been around anybody self-centered or arrogant? Don't point, just raise your hand. Don't point. I told you don't point. No, <laughs> I'll tease you. And what happens? It's just, you, you don't want to be around them, do you? We, at work, we call them toppers. Always got to have a topper. If you catch a fish this long, the guy had two of them that long. You know? They had a guy at work one time that they would just make up stuff and tell this guy, and he would still top it. <laughs> they say, hey, man, they was telling me a story one time. He said, we had a buddy of mine, and he said, just have me shot this deer, and another deer ran by, and he hit both of them with one shot. And, they, and then they did, went like this. Give him the elbow. He said, you know, I had an uncle. <laughs> and the guy like had a slingshot or something, you know, and then a branch fell off and he, and he hit another deer. And he had, of course, he had more. You know, he had like three or four. What is it like that? It's crazy. You know what I'm talking about? But I said, yeah, I work with them people. Yes, we do. But I mean, it's amazing. You know, if your kid got straight A's, they got straight A's in, in, in free ice cream. I don't know what it is, you know. So you sometimes you just go, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I, I don't know what it is. But then you got the other side of the camp. It's like this. Man, just all broken down. All broken down. Hey, man, can't we just find it in the middle point to Jesus? Amen. Let's keep on going. Take a look at this. Give me a little scripture here. John 4, 6. Now, got to have a lot of edit, editing today in that tape. James 4, 6. Here we go. Is that right? That's good. We'll go with that. He said, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. See, I don't want to be proud and puffed up, proud and puffed up, because what he does, he opposes the proud, but he shows grace to the humble. How many like grace? How many know grace is better? Much better. Amen. I said, I don't know about you, but I always prefer grace. It's something else. Being humble doesn't mean weak, does it? See, I used to think that. I thought, well, if they're humble, they're just really weak. That's not the case at all. Again, we're just giving God the proper spot in our life. See, it means that we're relying on God. And what happens is, as we rely on God, we rise up to the top, just like I said earlier. The more we get out of the way, the more God can reign and rule in our life. Amen? Well, let's flip the, side, flip the coin a little bit here. We're talking about pointing to us. Flip the coin. What do you mean, buddy? I said, on one side of the coin, you'll find folks that just get overwhelmed by their, their own shortcomings, right? We're talking about, look at me, look at me, how good I am. But then in the same thing, you'll find the other side of the camp. It's like, I just can't do it. They're always finding all the things that they can't do instead of the couple of things that they can do, which will way, way outweigh the others. Have you ever had, tried to encourage somebody and it's just like they're uncur unencourageable? Is that a word? You know, you can say, man, it looks like a great day. Yeah, but man, all the pollen's out there. Well, man, I'll tell you what. Well, it looks like your flowers are going in. Yeah, but you know what? I had more last year. I mean, hey, looks like the stock market went up. Yeah, but I just pulled my money out last week. I mean, you just can't win with those folks. You know, why is that? Because I think we start focusing on ourselves so much that we don't focus on God. If we focus on God, it's going to change everything. And I tell you what, I had to preach this to myself yesterday because I had to shovel lip, man. Everything I touched yesterday went backwards. Anybody had a day like that? Yes, indeed. It's this man. I started out this way. Man, I should have went that way. It just seemed like all those things. And I'm like, you know, this is a good day, but it sure doesn't feel like it. And what I was doing is focusing on everything that didn't go my way. Just being honest. You know, that's why they created motorcycle rides. 
Amen. It really is. Grace is like, yeah, it's good just to take a little ride and get away a little bit. But so many times we get so focused on, you know, the past failures and stuff like this. And I wrote this down here and I said, you know, I said, and it would be one thing if that, you know, through these things that we, we when, when you try to encourage somebody, if they wanted to talk about it and they talk through them and they were all right when they got to the other side. Sometimes you need to let off a little steam sometimes, right? But if you go back to the same place, that's not a good thing, is it? So many times, let's tie it back into John the Baptist. I'm sure, like I said, he was out there eating all these bugs, wearing camel skin boxers. You know, nobody liked this message. Who are you? Who are you? Are you the Messiah? No, I'm just the guy telling you about the Messiah. But he kept on pressing on and he kept on going. See, sometimes we don't have the most popular message. If you got the message of Christ and you go into the world, that's probably not going to be the most popular message. However, it is the best message. Amen. That is the message. That is the life changing message of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the whole deal. But what happens sometimes is when we keep focusing on the negative, it anchors us to the past. It anchors us to less. But if we can focus on God, it brings us up out of the pit. Can I get an amen? We got to lift our eyes a little bit higher sometimes. Just lift our eyes a little bit higher. Let's keep on going here. So a lot of times we talk about this often. Why do we talk about this? Because as I meet with people and talk with people, a lot of stuff, our past will define us. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Who you are in Christ should define you. And so I said, so, so what, what you've done and all these different things sometimes uh, could still haunt you a little bit. Got time for a story? Here you go. Visiting my mom this week. She got to go home. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, that's on. I'm in the room across. I don't think I told you. I think I told Tuesday night, folks. Yeah. And we talked uh, talk across the hall, and I see this uh, uh, elderly woman across visiting another elderly woman that was in there. And she says, you're a good son. I said, me? She said, that's your mother, isn't it? I said, yeah. She says, you're up here all the time. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm taking care of my mom and all that stuff. And so I went over and I was talking to her and everything. And then the lady that she was visiting, came. she came out of the restroom. She's on this. The walker, she got sat down. I said, how are you doing, man? Good. Now, this woman, I, 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 she's probably pressing 90. And she looks, she says, what's your name? I said, Buddy Chapman. She smiles back. She said, you preached a funeral a year and a half ago at such and such, such and such, didn't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I did. Ready for this? She said, you are a very passionate person for the Lord. I said, well, thank you. And then she looks over and talks to the woman. She says, and he was a real hellion, too. That's what I hear. I thought, well, why'd you have to bring that in? I mean, I was good with that before. She looks over there and says, yeah, you were really, really a cane razor. That's what they said. I'm like, have a great day. And then she said, you're going to pray for me, aren't you? Sure. I'm here. But you know what? See, see, those little things can kind of creep in a little bit, can't they? But, you know, let it ride. Let it ride. You know, sometimes I wonder. You really wonder about that, don't you? Let's keep on going. I'm not going to let that define me. Amen. Amen. What you believe will chart the course of your life. See, if I believe that all my past mistakes were going to keep me, cancel me from doing what God's called me to do, I might as well not even start. Amen. If, if I thought the week I had this week was going to disqualify me from, from sharing the message, then I better just stay home. Right? Because I qualify just like you qualify. We qualify in Christ. Amen. 
That's the whole deal. That's what I want you to hear out of this. See, a lot of times point to the self thing. It just could, it, it's, I don't see anything that's going to come good out of that. Because if we point to ourselves and find all our mistakes, guess what? All we do is just have fear, doubt, disillusion, everything else. If we point to ourselves and say, look how good I am, guess what? He opposes the proud, shows grace to the humble. But if we say, let me tell you what God's done in my life. See, there's a difference there. Let me tell you what God's done in my life. When those windows come up, when you get to visit somebody, when you when you have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Let me tell you how God took my life and is changing it. And he's still working on it. Amen. Anybody still a work in progress? Amen. Amen. But let me tell you, when we know Jesus Christ, let me tell you the greatest thing. It's settled at the cross. Amen. When he looks at you and he looks at me, he sees us just as if we've never sinned. Isn't that amazing? That is hard to get through our heads, isn't it? Don't worry about it. Let it get through your head. Let it get in your heart. And then it will transform your mind. That's what his word talks about. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Renew your mind with the word of God and let the word of God define who you are. Amen. That's what we want to talk about today. Let's see what else we got. So that'll chart your life. John was selfless. I want to go back to the character of John. All the time, man. John didn't perform any miraculous signs. They remarked to one another. But everything he said about this man came true. And many who were there believed in Jesus. John was committed to the calling. Commitment means a lot, doesn't it? You know, if you say, hey, can you meet me here tomorrow at 8 o'clock? And you get 10 people say, yeah, 5 show up. That doesn't really help if you need 10, does it? You know, is your word your bond? Yeah, there's some things that come up that we just can't control. But you know what? When we speak it, it means a lot of difference. I'll just give you a perfect example. My sister had made a commitment to this girl uh, months back about getting her, her knee worked on. And she didn't have any family. And she said, would you stay with me while I had this surgery? Now, this is the time that they're getting ready to release my mom. And, and she really needs to be home. But she knows she needs to be home as well. But she said to that girl, her friend, I will do what I said. Now, it's a friend of hers. She hadn't talked to this friend in some time. Wasn't like to go to dinner every night, anything like that. But because she gave her word, she says, I will be home as soon as I can. Now, I could get man go, well, you know, I need you here. I said, that's awesome. See, I looked at that because I know if she gave her word to her friend and she stood on that, what's she going to do when she, called, when she gives her word to me? She's going to do the same thing. Isn't that something? Even though it would have probably been a little easier on her. Hey, you know what? Things are going on with my mom. I just need to go. I'm sorry. But she did. Your word really means something, doesn't it? And so when I see things like that, that really gives me hope and it gives me encouragement because so many times people tell you anything out there and they don't come through. Amen. So I'm just saying that right there. When we have a committed spirit to what we say, when we have a committed spirit to what we believe, let's go back to this. What you believe will charge the course of your life. Hey, that's going to come back around. That's going to come back around to you. Amen. Isn't it good to know that you have friends that say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back through some of my notes. I jumped a little bit here. I said, you know, either you can believe the world or the word. We talk about that a lot. I said, but the word of God is like the wind in your sail. It carries you through your death to your destination. But the world, we, the world will have you focus on the negatives in your life and anchor you to regret, fear, and doubt. You ever seen that? It will. How many times do you see that over? How many times do you talk to somebody and you, you, you'll be rolling along 
And the next thing you know, they'll pull out this, this, this anchor from way back when, when they were back in school or something else or something you might have said five years ago. What does forgiveness do? Does It forgives, right? It releases that. And I know it's tough. And I know that there's things that you guys been through that I haven't been through. But the, the thing I want to share with today is that, you know what? God, through the power of God, through the spirit of God working in us, will help us release those things so that we can focus on him and move forward and free us from that. Amen. That's what I want you to see right there. That's a good word from the Lord. Let's keep on going. All right. I'm going to just hit, hit this right here. You know, I said, uh, what difference can we make? I'm going to share, I'm going to share a pretty tough story with you this week. Thursday was a really big day. Thursday was a big day. I got a note from my friend whose daughter has been battling cancer. And they moved her from hospital to hospital and said, hey, would you come by? Spend some time with us. I said, absolutely. Also know that I got to go by and see my mom and take care of a few things there. So I go, I leave work, and I go and visit my friend's daughter and I talk to them. And she's heavily medicated. Young lady's only about 38, 39 years old. Been battling cancer. And I spend some time with them. And by the time I leave there, before I could get back to visit with my mom, I get a call that another family friend has chest pains and she's going to the emergency room. So I go back by my mom and then we go to the emergency room. Right. Now let me tell you, I'm telling you all this, how things can happen real fast. <clears throat> so one of my friends is standing there and, and, and me and my buddy said, well, we'll go get some stuff and come back. And so you have all the stuff you need while, you, while you're caring for your mom. We go to leave. Four cop cars, people screaming, a, a lady's coming out in front of the hospital. Get somebody here for my baby. You might have seen it on the TV. I think some people got shot over there at Kickatown, and they brought them to Hampton General. That's the best we could figure out. So we're walking out, and in this instant, all this lady's thinking about, somebody's got to help my baby. Somebody's got to help my baby. And they're coming, and they're running, and they're doing all these things, right? You said, what in the world does this have to do? What's the point? There's never a bad time to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. See, we could get real busy and just go walk on by. And we'll say, hey, they're coming. They're coming, honey. They're coming right now. Just, they're coming. They put the hospital on lockdown. We couldn't even go back in the hospital to bring us the supplies that we needed. This is a crazy day, amen. This is a crazy day. And we're trying to make sense of all these things. And you go, man, what's the point? This thing just seems too far gone. It's never too far gone. Not when God's involved. Amen. When we finally, one of the trips, we got to go back through the hospital. <clears throat> I was in the emergency room. And we were walking back out. And, you know, you end up looking in the emergency rooms. You just do. I'm not trying to be in anybody's business. But I got about right here. And I saw an older gentleman with his wife. And he was just holding her hand. And she looked like she was scared to pieces. And I got to about right here. I go, I got to go back. And I go back. And I put this big crooked smile on. I go, how y'all doing? And they go, not real good. I said, is there any way, can I pray with y'all today? She had been taking dialysis. And when they, when they took the port out or whatever, they couldn't stop the bleeding. So I got to spend some time and, and we got to pray with her. Went back a couple of different times. 
I never saw the man let go of her hand. Whole time, in, out, out, shooting, out, back, forth. He never let go of his wife's hand. Isn't that amazing? What's the point? Because you know what? Jesus is closer than a friend, closer than a problem. He never lets you go, amen? Never lets you go. I'm going to keep on rolling with a little bit of this. What's the point? I said, God has given us work to do. I said, to share his message. We have the privilege that angels don't even have. Do you realize that? You have a privilege that angels don't even have. I said, we've been called to further the kingdom. You were bought with a price. Reinvest in lost souls of this world. Remember that you were a lost soul at one time. You ever remember that somebody shared the gospel message with you? Isn't that kind of important? I think it is. The point is you can make a difference, right? I said, what a blessing it is to touch a life for Christ. It might be through your prayers, your giving, your invitation, someone inviting somebody to church to encourage someone through a busy day to grab a hold of what Jesus got for them. Amen. That was Thursday. Friday, I take off, running around, doing a few things. My mom's getting released from the hospital. Got friends helping. We're doing all this. I get the call from my buddy. He said, they only give my daughter a short window to live. Can you come by? Now, this is after a full busy day, right? This is when the lightning's pounding and all this stuff, right? And it's raining. Been gone all day. I'm not, please, let me just make sure. I'm not talking about Buddy. Just, just let me get through the story. And it would have been real easy to say, man, it's lightning out. Man, it's raining out. You know what I told him? Because I know the value of time and I know how important it is to be there. And, and, and what, what God has shown me in so many times when somebody's nearing that, that cross and that finish line. Let me tell you what. They could, they could tell you more about life in two minutes than you've lived in 40 years. Amen. Let me tell you that. I can tell you the truth of that. Don't ever miss out on an opportunity. If you know somebody needs you, I pray right now, Lord, that we all go. Even when you don't feel like it, go. I came home. I, I said, I will be there within an hour. I'm going as fast as I can. I went home. I walked in the door. I said, I got to go. I got to go. What? I got to go. And the whole time I'm praying. And I'm, I'm talking to Tiny. And I said, please be praying, be praying. And I get there. And the family's there. And I want to make sure that she knows about Jesus. Unfortunately, but I guess a blessing in a crazy way. I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people before they leave this place. Sometimes real close. Sometimes right there. And it's something you'll never forget. I can tell you that. And I always ask the Lord to give me the words. And I asked this young lady this. Elder and I said, baby, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And she looked at me and she told me this. I'll never forget this. She said, well, buddy, I'm past the angry stage. She says, I'm past the why me stage. I'm going to be okay. Whoo! I said, baby, I got to ask you the most important question in the world. Have you ever asked the Lord in your heart? She says, oh, yes, I have. 
That's why you can answer that question like she answered that question. Amen? So I pray with her. Kiss her on the cheek. I say, I'll see you soon. I go to the next room and I sit down with her husband. And I said, man, what type of work do you do? He smiles at me. He said, I just got laid off Thursday. I said, what? He said, I just got laid off Thursday. I said, bro, what about the insurance? He said, my company stopped paying insurance months ago. He said, I've been paying it out of pocket. We do what we got to do. Let me tell you what. Yesterday morning, she went on to be with the Lord. You know? What difference can you make? Sometimes you can make all the difference in the world. When you get outside of our own little pity party and start sharing with some other folks, what you're dealing with ain't that big sometimes. Amen. I couldn't believe I didn't even want to ask any more questions because every time I asked a question, it just got worse. It just got worse. You say, well, man, I thought this was going to be an uplifting message. Remember what I said? Hey, baby, have you ever asked the Lord in your heart? Yes, I have. That's the good news. That's the difference. That's the point to Jesus. You say, man, but that's a pretty heavy duty story. Well, that's just real life. That's this week. That's right here, right now. And you know what? We have that privilege all the time. And you know what? Why do we wait so long to ask sometimes? I pray that we ask somebody every day. You know, you ain't got to put them in the headlock. But when the when the time comes up, man, wouldn't we wouldn't we just be better off knowing that? As much as the family hurts, and as much as we hurt, when we when we lose a friend or a loved one, all the difference in the world is made knowing that they know the Lord. Amen. All the difference in the world. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling through here. I said, you've been rescued. Throw out the rope for the next guy. Can you imagine that? I've seen a lot of stuff on TV with these, you know, you got to miss an airplane. You've got a boat flipping over and all this. And uh, it's just amazing how things go like that. And I, I thought, man, can you imagine coming up a rope, getting out of the water? And then go, and there's other people back there and you just pull the rope up and go, ah, that's good. You wouldn't even think about that. Y'all be safe. You would never even think about that, would you? You'd be taking, throwing that line back down there, man. Maybe crawling back down and trying to grab somebody with you. <coughs> but we're worried about what somebody's going to say if we share Jesus. I guarantee you, if you throw a rope down there, they're not going to say, it's the wrong size. You got any gloves? Get me comfortable first. Right? You know, they're going to just grab on that and say, man, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I pray that we throw out the rope of salvation in the name of Jesus so people know. And we pull them in. Ultimately, let me tell you, God's going to draw them in. But you know what? He might use your testimony as that rope to grab hold of them. He might use, you know what, your ear for them to listen to grab hold of what God's got. Man, there's people to be rescued. So my question is this. Does the fire burn in your soul to see others come to Christ? No. A lot of times we go back to that other side. When I'm saved, I'm good. I'm not going to get in their business. Aren't you glad that somebody got in your business a little bit? Told you. Let me tell you, I'm glad that somebody on Halloween night put a Bible track in a bag of candy in Fox Hill Road to tell me about Jesus. Because it changed my life. You know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? 
I think there were 13 people in the church. 13 people, I think it was. But they said, you know what? We can make a difference. Made a difference in my life. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? Made a difference in my family's life. Isn't that crazy? A little bit of candy in a Bible track says, if you die today, do you know for sure? You go to heaven. Made a difference in my family's life. In my workers' lives. All those things. In our life right here. Because the power of God's word is amazing. But you know what? Those people remind me of like John the Baptist. I guarantee people say, well, you don't need to go out there and tell nobody about Jesus. You know, the, the church down there is much bigger and they got bright lights and better candy and all that. Just let them go down there. I didn't go down there. I went right here. Amen? So, so you know what? <clears throat> what is it that we're missing out on? Like what you said, bigger's not always better, right? But God's always great. He's always enough. Amen? He's always enough. Let me share this with you right here. I said, the greatest miracle you may ever see is someone receiving the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> you might think, man, <clears throat> I'm sorry. You might think, man, I, I, God's not using me to do any miracles. You know what a miracle might be? That you invited somebody to come to church and that was a miracle. Amen. That's crazy. Isn't it? When I lived where I used to live at, I had a family that lived beside me. They would invite me all the time. They would love on me all the time. And I, I keep trying to think, why didn't I go? Why didn't I go? I mean, they were nice to me. They loved on me. How many times did I have to hear that message before I said, I need Jesus? Quite a few, amen? And I don't even think it was a question that I need Jesus. I didn't know how to put the puzzle together. But see, God already did. He puts it together with Jesus, Amen. There's always somebody, I said, that needs miracles and, and, and needs uh, something, amen? And we talk about the miraculous. You know, it's, it's pretty miraculous when you need your rent paid and the money pops up. But guess what? As cool as that is and as miraculous that is, next month's coming, right? Next month's still coming. It's amazing when we pray and God helps us through a test, but there's another test coming, Amen. Not downsizing any of those things that God's working on. I want you to see this. But the miraculous thing that we get to take a part of is in sharing Jesus. And when they come to Christ, there's no more left, no more work left to do because it is finished at the cross. You see what I'm saying? That's miraculous to me. I had a buddy of mine. I might have shared this story a while back, but I think it's worth sharing anyway again. <clears throat> My buddy, he, he did a lot of streets preaching. He would pray for people. He'd see God doing a move and, and, and healing arms and elbows and stuff. And we've seen some of that stuff ourselves. Absolutely. God's still in a miraculous miracle business. And he went to another country. And he went over there. And, and, and uh, they were building a, a, a small. It was going to be a home. It was more like a broom closet. And he said he was coming back. <clears throat> and he said he saw a lot of people come to Christ. And he came back. And he was just being honest. He told me. He said I was just asking. Lord. I thought I was going to see somebody's arm grow out. I thought, so I'm going to see you raise the dead and all this stuff. <clears throat> and the Lord told him this. He said, I showed you the greatest miracle. This was the Lord spoke to my buddy's heart and just shut him up to the point the man was crying when he told me. He says, son, you've seen the greatest miracle in the world. You've seen somebody pass from life to death. 
I've given you the privilege to share my word and change a life for the kingdom of God. And it just shut him down. So don't get wrapped around all the other things. Keep the main thing the main thing. Because what God does in you and through you and for others is just as miraculous as what he's done all through the time. And God's still in the miracle business. Amen. I want to close with this right here. I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask Miss Tanya to look up something. I think it's Matthew 11, 11. All right, Grandma, how about you? Matthew 11, 11. Yeah, she'll get it. She'll get it. Go ahead and jump up there if you will. Matthew 11, 11. Thank you. Everybody going to bring their Bibles down here. Where's that? Where's that? Read it for us. All right, great, Dan. You can tell that wasn't staged, could you? <laughs> That's okay. Read that part again, Jim, where it says, yet what? Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than Amen. Did y'all catch that? Thank you. Didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I want to make sure y'all had your Bibles. <laughs> we see, we talk to people, they know who John the Baptist was. He did a mighty job for the Lord. God worked through him. He was obedient to the word, right? And, and Jesus himself said in Matthew eleven eleven. he says, hey, he was, he was top notch. But even the person that you may consider the least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. That's me and you. We make a difference. We matter. Amen. God made a difference in your life. Pass it on. Throw the rope out and bring somebody else in. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. And I pray today as we bring this to a close that you know what? That everything we say about that man is true. Speak the word of God. Read the word of God. Be the word of God to somebody else. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today. I lift up families of lost loved ones going through tough times, Lord. Father, I ask you to continue to just take this message and make it so much more than what I could ever do, Lord. Father, I thank you that you know what? If we were the last ones called to somebody's side, would we go? Would we be willing to go? I pray that yes, we are. I believe we would. Lord, give us the words each day proclaim your goodness father if there's one here today you're sitting here today and you're not sure that if you took your last breath you'd go to heaven this is for you people listening online this is for you if you're not 100% sure you can be the Bible's very clear it says call on the name of Jesus and you will be saved we don't have to make it hard God already did the hard part if you put your faith and trust in the Lord you can know without a shadow of doubt that your sins have been forgiven and you're secure in him if you're here today and you've had a week that just, just didn't want to stop, I pray that you know what? That you just grab a hold of the promises of God and know that, you know what? God's making a difference in you and through you. And he's given the greatest difference for you. And his name is Jesus. I pray today that we make the most of every opportunity to share his love for people to see God in us. So that we could be that mirror of Christ to our families, to the community, and beyond. In Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the point. Jesus got a job for you. Will you be available? He's the only way. Point them to him. Amen. All right, let's stand and sing a song for the Lord.